members i am christopher and i have a small film canister with a doll's arm in it oh it fell <laughs> <laughs> oh arm down arm down and i'm kate and i had an overweight dachshund um projectile cough squeeze cheese on my neck today at my as, place of employment. That's not as fun as a film canister with a doll's arm in it. It's safer, though. Mm. And welcome back to the Nightlight Horror Movie Club. This is, a, this is a podcast where Kate and I, two veterinarians and doofuses, watch mm-hmm. horror films intermittently-ish every two weeks, maybe a month, every year, whatever. Are we not going to talk about the doll arm? No, we're not going to talk about the doll arm. And we Kay. we we review those movies for all of you because we are we are well qualified to do that to talk about movies so well qualified here's the caveat everybody uh we have no qualifications we have have none (laughs) kate loves horror films i do i love them i suspect because no one hugged her as a child and (laughs) i was deeply loved and therefore i was sat in front of the television eyes peeled open like clockwork orange as i was force fed the shining are we ever gonna do clockwork orange actually it's not a horror movie oh it's a horror book okay so such a good chris book. thinks clockwork orange is a horror movie it's such a good book and it's very scary that's just, not the point i just stopped reading that book because it spooked me oh god chris Poor sweet baby angel. You were hugged too many times. Too many times. You got too many hugs. <laughs> I'm from Mississippi where you rub some dirt on it. Get outside. You'll be Amazing. fine. Doesn't hurt that much. You don't need to go to the hospital. Who are we who, who what are we what are we talking about today, Kate? A movie. <gasps> Amazing. We've never done that before. <laughs> Revolutionary. Amazing. We this movie was actually suggested by a club member. Yes, club Raven. member activity. Yes, shout out to Raven for suggesting this movie. Quoth the Raven, watch Watch the Orphan. orphan. <laughs> that was weak, but I enjoyed weak. it. <laughs> so yeah, this was a um, viewer recommendation. Thank you so much. We love getting recommendations, especially because I don't like the movies that Kate picks on her own most of the time. So You don't like the movies other people pick. Well, you, li- uh, you liked Chris. I, I did like average, Chris. mediocre Chris, Chris, standard Chris, not better than any other Chris, Chris. Superior Chris. Well, all Chris's are superior. That's true. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Yes, I, did, I that that was a good that was a good choice, Chris. Yes. Well, but did you think Ravens was a good choice? We'll get to it. We'll get to mm, it. We'll get there. Actually, anyway. everyone everyone should know that um before we started recording today, um Kate said and I quote, like the Raven, this will be a short one, which is code for Kate didn't like this movie. <laughs> That's not what It's what it means. <laughs> That's what it means. It means. <laughs> 
Oh my so god! Whenever, whenever Kate doesn't like the movie, I figured it out because she'll we'll start recording and she'll be like, "Oh, let's get this one over with." That's not true. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. Well, wait to be surprised because I didn't hate this movie. Oh, I didn't say you hate it. I just said you didn't like it. I I liked it. Bottom bottom half. I can already. I'm predicting. Bottom half. I. No, no, no. To... Let me let. Let's find out later. I know. I'm gonna wait. But you're not right, mm. as always. Uh, um, always right. Anyway, I hadn't seen this movie before. Me neither. Surprisingly. That's weird. <laughs> oh, shocking. I hadn't seen this movie. Uh, I had heard of it, and this was, un- and, and I think this is a big part of why. Um, why you didn't like it? I might have. No, not, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't not like it. But this there is it is. Why... <laughs> I <know. laughs> no, I swear it's more complicated than that. But the ending of this movie had been spoiled for me. And so the ending is a huge part of this movie. Yeah. But I remember someone being like, are you going to watch this? I'm like, I've never heard of it. Probably not. Like five years ago. You're an idiot. Why would you say that? I don't know. Because like I was interested in the moment. I was like, oh, tell me. It sounds cool. And I was like, I'm not going to remember it in like five years. Well, I remembered it. That's how I feel about my roommate Liz telling me the ending of Gossip Girl. I'm still upset about it. Oh, um, it was what's his name, right? Stop it. Uh, some of our <laughs> listeners might not know. And I will not be responsible. <laughs> they might not know the ending to that 2003 hit. How dare you? I Okay, I, I'm, not, I'm kind of joking, but you know better than anyone that I started watching that show in May. This I gave May. you a Gossip Girl name. Oh, yes, I do remember now. I forgot your Gossip Girl name. What's your yeah, Gossip Girl name? I don't know either. Clearly, Jessica it meant a lot to us. Jessica. Oh, yeah. Something like something absurd like, like that. I know. I'm Avery Vandersnoot. Yes. Okay. So, anyways. So, yes. There's a big twist coming into at the end of this movie. Um, if you guys want to watch it, you can watch this one on Netflix, actually, right? No, you can't. No, you can't. I tried. This I, one was a... had to dig to find it. Yeah, I had to rent this one. I was really upset. Mm, that stinks. And then I started watching it, and then... Uh, I didn't want to continue, so then I... Did you get scared? Uh, no, but I just didn't want to finish it, and then my rent expired, and then I had to rent it again. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks a lot, everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's everyone else's fault but yours. It is. Thank you for acknowledging that. Okay. Thank you. Anyway, let's get into this movie. Um, it's. I have to pick a genre. Child horror you're reading my notes aren't you no i just know it's that's the op that's what it is right child it's horror. child horror i mean that's the genre actually i'm just gonna skip ahead for a second no because um i got a couple of good genre options for this one um okay you don't get to pick the genre that's my thing hoary little girls from gehenna genre that's one what? option um Genre of evil children is basically what we're saying. Child horror. Um, cuddly hell spawn genre. She's not cuddly. She tries to be. Yeah, that's kind of a problem. <laughs> that's kind of a central problem of the movie. <laughs> she tries to cuddle. Okay, okay. Um, child horror. Child horror. Let's not make this more complicated than it has to be. Okay. Very closely related with child corn horror. Yeah. Literally everything ties back to Children of the Corn. It's insane. <laughs> everything All ties back. All of our back. genres tie back. But this movie came out in 2009, July 2009. 
I was in like high school when this came out, but I still I still remember it. So I feel like the advertisements must have been good. I don't remember what they were, but I remember wanting to see it and not being able to drive myself to see it. I I I did not have those feelings. Well, you probably didn't watch channels that played horror trailers. No. They don't play those on Disney usually. Oh, wow. I see what you did there. <laughs> I see what you did there. Zing. So Bazinga. This movie, this movie was um, directed by Jamie Collet Serra. He's a Spanish film director. And I got this straight from his Wikipedia, so I'm not going to change the sentence. It's fantastic. Most popular for House of Wax, mm-hmm. as well as the Disney soccer movie Goal 2, Living the Dream. <laughs> See, That's so all in one maybe, sentence. Maybe. <laughs> there I was watching that yeah. soccer movie on Disney Channel and little did I plug. know. <laughs> and um, the cast of this movie is actually pretty famous. Obviously, yeah, it's got there's... that girl who's in all the horror movies. That you yeah. Know. Oh, my God. I love her so much. It's Vera Farmiga. She's most famous probably from The Conjuring. She's mm-hmm. also um, from The Departed. Which is another movie, non-horror related, that I made you watch. Do you remember? We watched it in at no, that camp. No, I have no remember. I have no memory of this. Mm, you're probably in the corner playing Skyrim. Probably, pro- almost certainly, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had to kick you off my computer so I could use it to watch the movie. Ah, right. But uh, she's also from The Departed. She's super famous and fantastic in everything she does. This included. There's also Peter Sarsgaard, who has that face that you know he's been in a bunch of things, but you can never really nail down a single movie he's been in. Yeah. Actually, I had that exact feeling. I know. Who is this so person? I, lo- I looked him up. I mean, his movie, he has a ton of movies. He's like that supporting actor, like I said. <laughs> that he's, he's quite good. Actor. Like, no offense to him. He's quite good. But my favorite tidbit that I learned about him is that he was engaged to Maggie Gyllenhaal. What? And they have two daughters. Oh, my goodness. So, But they're not I married. I know. I don't think they're married anymore. Or I think they were engaged, had some kids, and then were like, eh. <laughs> we already did the thing. Why bother? Yeah. Yeah, we already did that. But I don't I don't think they're together anymore. Okay. Oh, no, they're married. Oh, my bad. Oh, wow. Oh, they got married in 2009. That's when this movie came out. Yeah, so he probably used his earnings from this movie to, like, fund their honeymoon or, like, their third honeymoon. How sweet. How cute. Okay. Well, that makes me happy. And this movie has a writer, but um, they're not really significant. So I'm just going to say Wow. That. So, <laughs> the budget for this movie was $20 million. It was $20 million. That's right. pretty substantial. Um, So I compared this to A Quiet Place because The Quiet Place also, well, one also had like a hard of hearing main character, which is kind of cool. But they also had the exact same budget. They were both $20 million. Hmm. So... This made $78.8 million in the box office, which sounds like it's, you know, it's good. Yeah, it's respectable. It's not fair to compare it to A Quiet Place, the blockbuster hit that swept the nation, but I'm going to. Okay. A Quiet Place made $700 million. So there's a small discrepancy there. There's a little bit of difference. Hmm. But I I don't know. I think we've, we've some of these like return on investments we've looked into have been really abysmal and i think this is pretty legit no i mean that's pretty good i mean i think that 20 million probably just went to renting that house they were living in it's such a pretty house oh my god it's so pretty what is with like all these horror films i almost want to do like nice house horror so there's this one (laughs) there's um that one that i hate 
Oh my gosh. You hate all of them. Yeah, that one I really didn't like. That you idle liked hands? for some stupid reason. Is it idle hands? No. Ugh, can't even remember. You're gonna it. have to be so much more specific. Oh my god, it was the mom. Oh, there's a mom in it. <laughs> and, Is there a ghost? And the son. And like the the daughter dies. And they worship Paymon. <gasps> Oh, okay. Well, I can't say what it is now because you gave a spoiler. But yes, their night, their house is very, very nice. So nice. It's so nice. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. Nice house horror. Nice house horror and spooky child horror. Yeah. So I'm gonna dig. I'm gonna go straight into the film's controversy because I think that that was pro- that's probably the most interesting thing about like the behind the scenes of this movie. Yeah, as there should have been. I was a little like, eh, I bet there's a group that didn't like this went online. Yeah, they didn't like it. Oh, because like, so it the whole demonizes adopted adoption. Children. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I see that. Yeah, which like it's neither here or there. It's a scary movie. Scary movies can, can be silly. It's in the same way that like the Clown Association America of America or like the Clowns Guild like the didn't clowns like guild. it. But you know, like it's a it's a movie. It's fictional. Like it's okay. It's all right. It's fine. I don't think anyone's going to actually not adopt because of this over-the-top, very fictional movie. Right. I would hope not. And and if they were going to, they don't need to be adopting kids. So no, no, no. I don't think this hurt anything. But, of course, I mean, people were offended by it because it's a sensitive subject. Sure. So the whole premise of this movie, if you haven't seen it, is this family. It's a mother, father, and they already have a son and a daughter, and they... Um, had a they had a third child but it was a stillborn and they're just kind of dealing with the grief of that and they want to take um the love they were going to give for this third daughter jessica who was a stillborn and they want to give it to a child in need and so they end up adopting this terrifying nine-year-old she's like nine right yeah i think she's the actress is 12 I guess they, 12, I guess they yeah. never actually say maybe she maybe she's like 12 she's probably like 12 yeah i don't i don't remember them actually saying how old she is Maybe she's like 12. So they ended up adopting this child. As you can guess from the movie poster, and, it doesn't And they adopted her well. very easily. Can I just point out that that's not realistic for adoption okay. in America? Like, well, oh like, my God. They just showed up to uh, an open house at an orphanage, talked to a girl for 30 minutes, and then three weeks later, they got her. So, I mean, I don't want to watch them having like house calls. No, I'm not. And, like, no, no, I'm, I'm sure. Sure. Yeah. I'm not saying we have to do it all the way. That's a horror film all by itself. I'm just saying. <laughs> it is. No, it's you're right. Not it's not that easy to snag a kid. It's a little easier to get adult children, not adult children. Adult I just spoiled children. I, I spoiled something a little bit, but <laughs> older children. Um, older children. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little harder to get. I mean, easier to get older children, but not that easy. No, not that. You don't easy. just scoop them up out of like. <laughs> and a we'll take uh, this one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so did you like that gift wrapped? No. All right. So, spoiler alert. Um. The, the this adopted child is a murderer. Oh duh. yeah, full on. <laughs> yeah, and so that obviously adoption groups didn't really like it. And I there's a change. There's a specific dialogue change that was in the trailers that adoption groups were like, "How about you back the fuck up and try again?" And I'm honestly, they're totally right. So I have the line here. It says, "Okay, it was the line. I don't think mommy likes me very much." The original line was. It must be difficult to love an adopted child as much as your own. Well, so that that line's still in the movie. It was it was in the tr- it was in the trailer though. No, I know. Yeah, I read that. Oh my god. But it's they still kept it in the movie. Ugh, why? <laughs> why? You want to make waves. 
Well, they made them. They're making enemies with a really weird nemesis. I don't know. Who exactly is the nemesis? The adoption groups. All of them? Apparently. Oh my goodness. I don't know. I think I think someone on the production team got denied an adoption and they're real grumpy about it. Oh god. I made that up. That's not real. Oh. <laughs> it's not real. I made that up. I'm just trying to figure out who would allow a line like that. I mean, it is a creepy like in the context of the movie, it makes sense for her to say it, right? Because it's super fucking creepy. The, like the way she says it and for her to say something like that. I, I think agree that it I maybe wasn't it's just a choice. it's just a tough line considering what this movie is about to even like put that idea because that's like a fear that all like parents of adopted parents of adopted children have a fear that all mm-hmm. children adult adopted children have like that it's not going to be equal and it's not going to be as balanced as having like your biological child right I just think it came it just came across really ooh. I agree but um I think the point of it is that this child is really manipulative and she's trying to say things to like garner right exactly attention exactly. and to garner empathy and sympathy yeah so like i think it made sense for her to say it i just they didn't have to write that line you know they didn't have to (laughs) and i think adoption groups also had um took issue with the fact that she was like russian slash east european oh yeah um because i think that that's kind of a cliche of like adopting an east european russian child this that's based on what they're saying i mean i know i know it is true because it is much easier to get Mm-hmm. adopted children overseas which is why so many people do it right but i think that that was something that bothered them like it was this east european child that had all this like baggage right. to put it lightly <laughs> baggage serial <laughs> <laughs> like murder up, yes but to make up for it um they the production company put a message in the dvds like saying hey consider adoption which like read the room, you guys? Like, oh my god, that that is the worst thing they could have said. I know it's like they meant so well, they really did. But that that comes maybe, out maybe, real bad. You know what? I didn't get the DVD. Maybe they executed it perfectly. Nope, I'm just imagining right. like the good. creepy credit music, and then just at the Consider bottom, like no action. animals were harmed. Consider <laughs> <laughs> it. Everyone's like, like hell. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Well, I think I, an effort was made. I think. Well, maybe I, not. I think this movie deserves controversy over that. I think it's fine either one way or another. I, I like I have family members who are adopted. Like I'm considering adopting whenever I'm more stable. Agreed. And yeah. I didn't, I didn't take offense to this because it's just a, it's a silly movie. Right, and I'm not going to not adopt because of it. No, that's that's because that would stupid. be absurd. That would be absurd. <laughs> there I am, like. Go about to enter into the adoption process. I'm like, but what if I get a 30-year-old serial <laughs> murderer from Russia who just looks like a child? Well, that there it is, guys. That's the So that's the spoiler. ending. Yeah, so she's an that's adult it. woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were going to get there, right? You all know at this point we spoil the movies. Okay, cool. So Usually not in the first 15 minutes. We've done it before. Podcast. You've done it before, I've done, correct? <laughs> I've done it before, and I will do it again almost certainly. It's true. So the big the big reveal is that um, this child that they've let into their home, one is a is a fucking murderer. So obviously, and two, I don't know if that's a big child? reveal. I think they lead to that. <laughs> I mean, right? We watch her murder people. <laughs> <laughs> but the second part, obviously, is um, which Chris has said. 
this child is not a child. It's a 33-year-old woman who just pretends to be this cute little girl. And that's so fucking creepy. And it's real creepy because the whole movie she's like getting a little too close to dad. Mm-hmm. Not reciprocated, but like mm-hmm. is like getting real cozy to dad. Yeah. So I and I knew this big reveal beforehand. And that would re- that would definitely tarnish the movie. It, it it tarnished the movie a little bit. So it tarnished it in a way that I I knew what was coming, but it also made it infinitely creepier. <gasps> oh, the entire time. Because, yes, because the entire time it's like I want to snuggle with daddy. And I'm like, oh, my God, gross. And, like, you're seeing this child, like, spoon her dad. And in the whenever the way it's supposed to be intended is, oh, my gosh, how sweet. The family's already bonding. This girl is, like, it's, like, the cute part of the movie before it gets dark. So, like, and I'm like, no, it's already dark. As someone <laughs> watching a movie knowing that it's a horror movie, I didn't find any of those scenes endearing. Well, it's not. I didn't find them as creepy in the because I didn't didn't see the sexual element to it. But yeah, I was still creeped out. At that point, I thought she was just like possessed by the devil or something. No, I just thought she was. I would have just thought she was murdered. But like, no, (laughs) she. It's a very it's a very different movie when you already have the lens that that's a full grown woman. Absolutely. Like every, but it also. The acting of the the child actress mm-hmm. who is um, oh I have her name she should be recognized because she's fantastic, um, Isabel Furman. Fer- Furman, yeah, Isabel Furman. Yeah, yeah, she's also Clove from the Hunger Games. Hunger Games from District Two. Oh my God, that's why mm-hmm. she looks familiar. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's in the Hunger Games. Not for long, but she's in the. Hunger she's Games. in the Hunger Games. Yeah, she's good at she being crazy. She does not win the Hunger Games. Knife. She's real good at being crazy, and it's insane. I didn't look up anything about reception, but I had already read a little bit about her acting in this movie. Because, mm-hmm. like, regardless of what you think about this movie, which I'm, I'll just go ahead and say, I, I really actually really like this movie. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a really good actress. For and for a twelve-year-old. For a twelve-year-old. Oh I was reading stuff that was like comparing her to, um, oh, what's her name? Reagan from The Exorcist. I am so ashamed. You should be ashamed. L- Linda Blair. Yes. Literally the first episode of our podcast is me making fun of you for not knowing who Linda Blair is. And I forgot her you name. You don't even know who she is. How the turntables. How the turntables. But no, anyway. actually, Isabel Furman um, won the Fright Meter Award for Best Actress for this movie in 2009. I don't know what that award is, but I mean, it sounds fantastic. Do they have a show? I would watch it. I doubt it. But it's, you know, Damn it's like it. it's it's like awards for horror movies. That's really cool. Um, and uh, and Vera was nominated for the same award for the same movie. So Okay, she's just a good actress. She's exceptional, no doubt. Like, she she is one of the actresses I look at, and I get so pissy at the Academy Awards for, like, snubbing their nose at horror movies. Because if they recognize horror movies, she would have, like, five Academy Awards. I mean, she's objectively a good actress. I think there's some truth to that. I do think it's interesting that, yeah, they don't, they never do horror movies, do they? No, 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 no. I cannot think of a single one. They do not recognize them as in the same world, in the same realm as the movies that they choose. Oh, God, this this is embarrassing. Wasn't The Exorcist nominated for something? And it was like a Mm, big deal because it was a horror film? Not to my knowledge, unless I just forgot, but I don't remember it being... Unless it was, like, special effects or something like that. I don't... Mm, we should look into that. No. 
We should look into it right now. Let's do it. It got. It was nominated for sound mixing. So like, no. <laughs> so no. <laughs> sound mixing. Sound mixing. But it's. I mean, it's. It's well known. The Academy Awards thumb their noses at horror movies, and they do the same thing for any sort of action movie. Yeah, they pretty much just do dramas. They just do movies about. They do period pieces starring homosexual characters. It's like their thing. With Meryl Streep in it. Yes. That's their thing. Yeah. And Lord of the Rings. Which was an action film, but it did have leading homosexual characters. Depending on your headcanon. Who? Okay, headcanon. <laughs> Is it Sam and Frodo? It's all of them. <laughs> okay, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> All right, but since you bring up um, reception in general, IMDb, guess the number. 5.4. You're very cynical. They still thought it was a movie. (laughs) 7.1. (laughs) 6.9. All right, well. So they're like. These numbers mean nothing. They mean nothing. (laughs) Um, Rotten Tomatoes, which, you know. Also means nothing. Also means Listen nothing. to our previous podcast. Yes, I won't go into it again, but it doesn't mean anything. The um, critics who are worthless people is 55%, so they Ooh, didn't ouch. like it. And the audience was not much better, 63%. Although the 63% got the up, the upright... A bright popcorn. Pop, yeah, the bright popcorn. But I'm like... I think you have to be 50% to get upside down popcorn. But that's such a bad score that's a d right but it's it's not i knew you're it's not a letter grade it's it is just a letter a pers- grade okay I, i've been in school too long i can't think chris of is still in school so that's everything still what can i tell you i mean they they failed but one of my they still one of my favorite popcorn. reviews is from the village voice chuck wilson he says decidedly amoral that's oh. the whole review it's not supposed to be moral I don't think that's a dumb review. <laughs> no one's watching this for he's, its morals. He's like literally watching. He's like, "Well, I don't know. I just don't think it's it's just not the most moral thing to do." <laughs> I don't know how kosher it is for the adopted murderous child to try to sleep with her father, but mm. don't watch it, kids. I imagine him hurting his like group of five <laughs> children out of the theater. <laughs> this is this is not what I want my children to know about. <laughs> Um, so I noticed that I've been silent lately on the Austin Chronicle and I thought I'd bring them back. I thought that, I thought that they had just hidden in terror. Yeah. I thought you had finally just obliterated them. (laughs) Too many flaming poop bags. I've sent all that I can. (laughs) Um, so I did. So they did have a review for this movie. And I'm really weirded out by it because so that's where I got all of those other genres because they please tell me they like defend the child. They just keep making genre jokes in this entire thing um, about it being a child. And they talk about the movie and they actually like it sounds like not a particularly negative review. And they're like um, the last sentence is bottom line. This orphan is an atmospheric and occasionally vicious little git and above average entry into the, quote, cuddly hellspawn genre. 
over Ew. over long at two plus hours, but nowhere near as excruciatingly overdone as others of its ilk. Devil times five. I'm talking to you. Is that a movie? Apparently, apparently, the Austin Chronicle doesn't like it. No, we should watch it and tell them how much you love we it. Should watch it, yes. It's our favorite movie, The Austin Chronicle. But I mean, like, that's not like a horribly negative sentence. The, like, the only it's negative not. thing they said is like it's long. It sounds like they took it as an opportunity to further neg this other movie. Yes. So they were negging regardless, because that's all they Absolutely. do. Absolutely, that's, that's all they're good for. And then they give it a two and a half stars. Ouch! Oh, wait, out of five? Yeah. Ouch! <laughs> so like. They're like, ah, the child actress was great. F. Okay. Well, that's just sad. Yeah. So that's just sad. I think in general, our review is better than theirs. Care for this movie, as far as I can tell, it was a, it was like a bland. I okay. I like this movie. I thought it was really enjoyable, especially especially in the beginning. I mean, I liked it. It was really enjoyable, especially in the beginning. Um, It was just fun to watch and. I, I knew, like, the main ending, but it was still fun to guess a bunch of little things, like, oh, why is she wearing ribbons? Like, oh, this, oh, that. Like, it was just kind of fun to guess things. And they and they did allude to a lot of things, like, oh, get away from the pond. Like, you could pick up on things before they would tell you. There was a was lot of foreshadowing. Yeah, it was, it was fun to, like, catch things, like, mm-hmm. just how the camera would, like, look at something for, like, a second too long. You're like, oh, that's going to be important. Mm-hmm. It, it was, I, I like that they did that. I thought the directing was quite good. I thought that the acting was quite good. Even the little the little daughter, like the little um, deaf one, I thought she was really good. Oh my god, and enjoyable she and believable. Was excellent. Oh my goodness, she was precious. Yes. So her name is um, Ariana Engineer. Is how I read that word. Um, is she an engineer or is that? Her I think last she's name? an engineer. No, that's. I was literally... like, isn't she like ten? <laughs> no, she's a child. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. But she is deaf in real life, or at least mostly deaf. Oh, and those really? cochlear implants are her own. Oh, so it's super rude of that bitch to take them. Yeah, super fucking rude. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so like, I don't know. I just, I, I really like it when they use um, actors and actresses and people who actually have those yes. like, aspects of their character because like, it's, you know, it's just, it's, I'm, it's very frustrating watching like, it is frustrating watching Able a bunch of white people, people play Asian Americans. Yeah. And, <laughs> Looking yeah, at you, Scarlett. Yeah, we're watching you. <laughs> I And again, this parallels back to A Quiet Place. And that was like, obviously A Quiet Place is more recent and was much more heavily like lauded and, better, and well-received. Yeah. And better. But like, it was, I mean, that's not, that's neither here nor mm-hmm. there. But this that movie was super um, popular and well-received in part because of the fact that they had actual American sign language and they had a main actress who was actually deaf and she contributed a lot to the role and to the movie. Right. And that was something that people really enjoyed and they thought it was really refreshing. And it's kind of cool that this movie that I haven't even heard of, um, I haven't heard of the, the fact that there was like any hard of hearing people or any actual deaf actresses. And they did it first. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I think uh, you're right. They did kind of do it first. They did. They definitely, they literally did. And I just think, yeah, I think that's really, really cool. I, I, and I'm sad that they didn't get appreciated in the same way that A, a Quiet Place did. Like, if not for, like, the whole movie, because I get that it's not fair to compare the, like, ex- expect this to get the same praise that A Quiet Place did, obviously. But 
I mean, they, I think they did the hard of hearing stuff really well mm-hmm. and really respectfully, and they like involved it in the story. I thought that was really cool. It was really cool. I mean, I I do think that there are aspects of how this movie was put together that were really well done. I think all of the actors, pretty much all of the actors, were all of them were great. Were very good. Um, I mean, even Johnny, what's his name, who's been in every movie we've ever seen, apparently, but Sarsgard. Yeah. Whatever Sarsgard. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Gyllenhaal. Mr. Gyllenhaal, like he he was great. the The son was great. Yeah, I mean. The grandma was great. The grandma was really the star, I would argue. <laughs> <laughs> Those two lines she had. I thought the I thought the um, the screen the screenplay was pretty well done too. Like I thought the script was pretty to solid. A point, I, I think it was. I like the um, I do like the twists. Like I really thought it was just going to be like a demon possession thing or some. I'm so glad witchy it wasn't mystical thing the entire time and yeah i I do think it was kind of interesting that they went with oh she has a genetic disorder and she's actually just crazy i'm like oh i think it's a little bit scarier honestly in that way yeah i agree it was yeah it's like oh there's it's just unsettling bigger cringe factor to it it's like (laughs) oh it's not a demon she's just a 30 year old woman who likes to cut open people i'm like and try to kiss her daddies. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but I, I, we'll talk more specifically about the actual scenes in the movie briefly in a bit. But I, I thought this movie was really good and I really liked it up until the ending. And the twist was fun. And then I just think that script-wise it kind of devolved into this just very basic chase sequence. Yeah. I just didn't, th- I didn't think, I, I would have liked something a bit twistier and... I don't know. Less predictable. Well, there is an alternate ending. I actually couldn't find that. Where did you find it? Oh my god! So I will tell you about it. But we should, we should just go through the movie a little bit. Um, we can go through it pretty quick because we've already given away like the the, the big movie. parts of the movie. Um, but yeah, okay. we'll get there. Okay. So the so the movie starts um, with a terrifying dream sequence. With a terrifying. So actually, I hated this movie instantly, and it's because <laughs> this, this scene, I'm just like, fuck you, horror movies. The beginnings are supposed to be friendly. They're supposed to be light before it's they add... Be moving into the house, ordering pizza. Exactly, before they the change dog's all, alive. The, all the lighting so that we're all sitting in <laughs> unnecessarily dark rooms, which don't get me wrong, this movie does include that. The hospital? Yes. That was the most poorly lit hospital that's ever existed. It's because they care about the REM sleep of their patients. <laughs> They're like, let's do CPR on this child in the dark. In the dark. <laughs> <laughs> He's coding. Quick, get a flashlight. And so, but instead, this movie, it does the whole light thing, but it's like weird. And like, you can kind of tell it's a dream because everything's too bright and kind of fuzzy. Everything's fuzzy. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's just bleeding profusely from her vagina. And the nurse is just walking through the blood. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. She came to the hospital because she was having a baby. That's oh, kind sure, of an important sure. thing. Yeah. It kind of just sounds like she's having a bad period when you describe, and then she's bleeding from her vagina. Yeah, it's like a bad period, except it's like the horror labor. Um, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> complicated labor, but like fortunately, it's just a dream. Um, but then we find out that real life was not much better because she did, in fact, have a stillborn. 
and mm-hmm. she has a, a, um, a cesarean scar, so they must have cut it out of her because she couldn't go into labor naturally. So, Well, that's kind of what the dream was about, too. It's like her being pinned down and then like pulling, coming at her with scalpels. And just pulling the baby out. Oh, my God. That was horrifying. Ugh. It was hor- Yeah, t- trigger warning. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. It was I so should... unsettling and like watching her like watching them do that and she's like no I want to be asleep for this and like no it's fine and then the dad like filming her as if it was like just a normal labor so oh it's creepy. so it's so dark and sad Mm-mm, didn't like it didn't like it at all anyway so they snap to real life we find out that Kate is the mother and she's coping with the whole family's kind of coping with the death of this their daughter Jessica mm-hmm. um and they talk about how Kate is a recovering alcoholic and um, they're like okay time to adopt a kid like we wanted a kid let's go get a kid and so they go and they go get the creepiest child the, the creepiest child that's ever existed who is yes. a fantastic painter it, like way too good which turned out to be and a lot more of a plot point than I thought it was gonna oh, be oh that was that was really good I can't wait to get to that I really did like what they did with the paintings but anyway they they go to like this weird nunnery in the middle of the snow and yeah. they're having like a bunch of like a big party like kind of adoption party showing off all the kids at this little nun orphanage and they go upstairs and there's this one who little Russian girl who dresses like she's from like the 1800s for no reason mm-hmm. And um, she looks exactly like you think she does. She has, like, short black hair, and she's pale, and she wears frilly, creepy dresses, and she speaks with a weird accent. Mm -hmm. And they're like, that one. And so they bring her home. (laughs) Uh, That one, please. (laughs) The creepy one who can paint really Mm -hmm. nice. So they bring her home, and, like, the the family's really welcoming, except for the son, who's obviously really, you know, jealous. Yeah, he's super realistic, honestly. Mm -hmm. And the whole time this daughter is being, this new daughter, Esther, is being really like over the top charming and like oh daddy thank you for the present and oh mother won't you teach me piano and just super smarmy and deeply untrustworthy yes yes really like it instantly comes across as manipulative because you know you're watching a horror movie Mm -hmm. yes and it's just like "Mm, that's not right that's not right and then it's amazing how much you real how much you pick up on when you know it's a horror movie you're watching yeah you're like i don't know if i'd catch this i mean i would have caught it earlier because of how she is dressing and behaves and speaks. Oh, yeah. Like, nothing she says is normal. Normal? Mm-mm. Nothing. Like, mm-hmm. it's amazing she's gotten this far pretending to be a child because she's really bad at it. Ye- yes, I would agree. She's like, oh, don't mind me. I'm just a 30-year-old who looks like a child. Don't mind me playing mm. freaking Chopin or whatever <laughs> and painting masterpieces. Yeah, it's like, mm, nope. <laughs> Not no. buying it. So, any. Anyway, they start to kind of catch on, or at least Kate does. John is oblivious. John's the father. He's just, he's oblivious. And let's face it, a bad husband. He doesn't listen to his wife the at whole all. time. And we find like, out more about why he's all. such a bad husband. Um, well, not why, but like more about how, how part, bad of a, a husband of he is. Really rounds out that he's not the best. No. But he like, he cares a lot about his kids, obviously. He does. They have that in common, at least. He puts his kids way first, like way first. Mm-hmm. And so... There, he's been trying to get romantic with his wife, and obviously she doesn't want to because she had a horrible, horrible, horrible experience with her daughter Jessica. Mm-hmm. And so, but you can kind of see that the family's healing now that they have Esther, and so they they mom and dad are having sex one, again. One, yeah, one night they're like 
doing it in the kitchen and it's like really sweet oh my god i was so anxious that entire time oh because you know what's gonna happen well, and like i don't even care that it's like the creepy evil girl who walks in on them having sex like if you have children the kitchen is off don't limits. fuck in the kitchen the kitchen what is, is wrong off with you? limits. <laughs> the kitchen is so off limits. The entire time I was just like talking to to my computer. I was like, Ugh, no child deserves to see this. Like, how dare you? <laughs> horrible parents. Horrible parents. <laughs> like, I don't care how horny you are. Ugh. Well, neither did they. So I, I literally was watching this. I was watching it with my fiance. And the whole time I had my hands up above my eyes, just like horrified, waiting for the, the moment. Because you know it's coming. Mm-hmm. And so they're like getting romantic. They're being all cute and then screech noise it's esther looking at them through the window and she's like (laughs) calmly walks away yes and so and i knew it was a 33 year old woman because i knew the plot twist but if you knew that she looks super creepy and jealous oh yeah like so jealous and so mom goes up to talk to her the next day and is like hey we need to talk about it like sometimes when a mommy and daddy love each other very much and she's like I get it they fuck <laughs> and okay so this is a, a time when putting your kids first and what they want first isn't necessarily the best thing because Kate is like okay time to see the doctor we need to talk to a psychiatrist and her husband's like no she's you know she's fine and you know I'm somewhere in the middle because on one hand, no, she is not fine. And the the fact that she used a a curse word is not why there are so many clues to why she's a bad bag. Well, no, the fact that she speaks so like casually and crudely about sex between two people, Mm -hmm. it's, it speaks to like abuse. It sounds like a history. Oh, absolutely. Like, and so like time, like also what, (laughs) Let's be real. You adopted an older child with an unknown history. Time to go to the doctor then, but everything seems to be going well, so I guess they don't rock the boat. Yeah, I I I just I feel like Kate is a little overreactionary about the wrong things at first. You know? Oh, you're talking about the the mom. Yeah. Not me. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Like what? <laughs> and everyone, I think my co-host is th- being a little dramatic. <laughs> I thought that's what you were saying. Okay, I was like offended. Okay, it's fine. No, like I think she overreacts about the wrong things at first, and then it just makes it harder for the husband to list to like. Bull- it's it's like the boy who cried wolf almost. I I think like she's like, oh my god, she said fuck. We have to go see a therapist immediately. That's not why. No, I agree. It was. I agree, but like that's how it came across to him, I think. And so then later when she's like, yeah, because he doesn't I listen think our to his wife. A murderer. He's like, all right. <laughs> what did she say? Like another bad <laughs> <Yeah>. word. <laughs> I don't know. I just think that both of them, like he was overly casual about the entire situation, and I think she hit the pedal a little too quick. I don't know. I agree. I completely agree with her. I think that she she like that's not a normal way for a child to talk to an adult. That's tr- like nothing about that is like that's a red flag. I mean, it's true that it's like I do think that's abnormal. But I mean, she is an older child who's been through who knows what kind of system, you know. So like that's my her, point. I mean, like her picking up a few bad words 
it's not picking up a bad word. It's it's seeing that and being like, oh, they're that's that's when adults fuck. That's right. not how kids talk. No, it's like not. kids like are supposed to like grab a dictionary and like look up sex and pass around the classroom and like laugh. They're not <laughs> supposed to say things like that to their mom. Well, we know how Kate had her sexual awakening. <laughs> that's literally what everybody did. It was like the thing to do in Mississippi, maybe. <laughs> oh, it was like hilarious. Okay. Like someone would like pe- like pull the dictionary and be like, "Look," and you'd look and you'd be like, oh, "You made me do you that." You made me look at the word. <laughs> That's such. Anyway, harsh. at least I wasn't like Esther. Obviously, at least you weren't killing people. At least I having sex wasn't with killing your anybody. Father. At least that didn't happen. Anyway, so Kate starts to like kind of start putting out feelers for Esther. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Sister Abigail, who is the head of like the abbey or wherever the hell they were and she knew kids. things she withhold she, she, she definitely withheld <laughs> significant like why are you suddenly coming across this information like two months later hmm. so sister abigail's like great i'm so glad she got adopted and she's out of my hair now let's talk about the fact that every time that esther's around bad people things happen. die <laughs> meanwhile esther's out there like smashing pigeons with rocks that part was in also front of her sibling. Like it speaks to her being older. Like, yeah, it does. But I, I was still on the whole devil possession thing, so like I think that scene could have gone either way. The whole killing the pigeon business. What's the other way? That she could have been a demon. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I guess you could say that about anything. <laughs> I'm going to just say that. I mean, this could have gone the other way, you guys. <laughs> could have been a demon. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm going to say that next time that something goes to surgery and it's fine. All right. Well, I mean, it was it was okay. The surgery went fine, but this really could have gone the other way. <laughs> it could have been a demon. could have been a demon. <laughs> All right. I don't, I don't know where I was going with that. But, yeah, so Sister Abigail, she was definitely holding back some shit because – and actually, do you notice when they drive away with her after they adopted her, um, the camera pans over and we see Sister Abigail like smiling as they walk away. And you can obviously see that she's like got her fingers the crossed relief. behind her back. <gasps> really? Yeah. She's like, oop, tricked ya. <laughs> you took <Yikes>. the crazy one. <laughs> I mean, I, mm, I mean, I can't really fault her for it. Well, and there were apparently like scenes that they had written for this movie and deleted where like um, where they were actually going to adopt a different girl. And then they had the scene where they meet. Oh my God. What's her name? (laughs) Did I watch this movie? They have the scene where they meet Esther and then, um, and then the girl that they were going to adopt is found hanging in her closet. Oh, too much. I'm glad they cut that. Well, I think they cut it because what the fuck but then also yeah no one's gonna be like oh you can adopt this one sure i mean she might have her roommates (laughs) hanging yeah they're like yeah that's a little unrealistic let's go get the papers don't go in the closet don't go no good call warner bros (laughs) cutting that one like wait (laughs) no (laughs) The movie's already like two and a half hours long. I'm so, 
Can you imagine if it was like only like an hour and a half? They might have kept it. <laughs> oh my God. They're like, wait, let's let us let them know she's creepy. <laughs> let her push a girl down this down a slide. Then we'll let them this? know how that she's an actual murderer. How about for direction, we're like a little nuance, you know, kind of let them figure it out on their own. Director number one. How about this? How about she just kills another kid right in the first five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Anyway, so Esther starts doing creepy stuff. Um, the nun comes and is like, hey, just to warn you, your kid's a psycho. Later, leaves. They're Also, they're doing this whole meeting of, like, one-on-one explaining that Esther might be like a serial murderer in the Always very when she can open listen. living room. <laughs> it's, in, it's like this open floor plan living She's room. She's like, hello, I'm here to sit in your open concept living room and talk about how I think your adopted child might be a murderer. Is Who's she right home? over there oh. might hello, be a murderer. Esther. Nice to they see know you again. she's home. She answers the door. Exactly. She <laughs> answers the door and they're like, this is the best location. For and what this. child doesn't listen in on a conversation? About them, especially if they know they murdered somebody. Okay, it's like when I murdered someone, I listened to all of my parents' conversations. I tapped every phone. (laughs) Idiot. Anyway, so Esther's listening. So she grabs a hammer and kills the nun and rolls her body into a ditch and hides the body in the treehouse of her brother. All in all, great scene. In the way that she, like brilliantly manipulates max into helping her and there's max is the death there's that incredibly dark humor to these two little girls dragging a dead nun yeah that's a little funny (laughs) just like there's a moment it's like wait a minute with with a different soundtrack this could have been hilarious (laughs) i'm just saying this could have gone the other way some benny hill (laughs) it could have been a team So they hide the body, and Esther delivers this really creepy, like, sign language to her sister, like, don't worry, I'm not going to kill you. I love you, unless you rat me out, but I love you, hug. Well, and and the part, and I know that you tell me not to get overly bogged down in the realism of these movies. Was, like, the sign language not appropriate? No, no, that was fine. But how, right after the nun was found by the police and stuff, Mm -hmm. and then they're talking to mom and pop. In again, in the open concept living room. In the living room. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe she died immediately out of, after leaving our house, right like 100 feet down the road. Immediately after telling us that she thinks that our adopted daughter might not be all that trustworthy. And the dad's they like, they don't tell the police the anything. The dad literally can't put the pieces together. Like the mom is like, oh, the daughter, Esther killed this woman. And he's like, that's not possible. And she's like, "You mean my sweet sugar baby cookie honey I've known for a whole month?" No. Not her. <laughs> not her. Maybe the other one, maybe the little 6. You know, it could have been Max though. <laughs> I don't treat them differently cuz they're adopted Kate. <laughs> Incredible. So, Kate is like she's like there's something wrong was Esther and um oh also Esther catches Daniel spying on them in the treehouse and goes into his bedroom with a box cutter holds it to his neck and says if you say a word I'll like chop off your hairless prick before you even know what it's for wow which is a great line and I'm using it oh but definitely I'm planning on saying that at your wedding 
I'm going to say it to the next person who cuts me off in traffic. <laughs> like, I can't wait. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> but yeah, and again, like that, even the demon theory falls a little at that point. Let go like, of the demon theory. Like, That's just a 30-year-old woman threatening a young child. <laughs> That's what that was. It was either or at that point, but <laughs> that, w- that kind of tipped the scale. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, this is that point where Esther starts getting kind of creepy with her dad. And you like, I knew it was creepy, but like, I'm sure you knew it was creepy, but didn't know why. Yet. Yeah, exactly. But I knew it was creepy. And so Esther, like Esther is trying to snuggle up with dad, trying to play hooky from school. I don't want to go to the dentist. I also knew what that meant too, because I knew the, the twist, but. I don't want to go to the dentist where they can look at my fake teeth slash age my adult teeth. Oh, my God. I didn't even put that together. That's why she didn't want to go to the dentist. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. And they mentioned it in the beginning, like, whenever they're adopting her, they're like, oh, she's a great child. Hates dentists and wears, like, scarves around her neck and wrists, but really good Real child. Good. Articulate. Like that well, that like definitely won't come back. <laughs> so, wait. Small Very question. Where did she get the, um, the child teeth? Where'd she get the teeth that look like children? Where does she that look like children? <laughs> you couldn't find a way to articulate that. <laughs> where did she get those? I don't know. Where did she get her like circa 1780 dresses? Well, they ri- they wrote a backstory for her and then they cut it all. Oh, you mean they didn't want a four hour movie? <laughs> yeah. Well, they were going to have a backstory where she was... Um, molested from from infancy by her father that's kind of i mean obvious yes and then her father got a girlfriend and then um and her father you know like she obviously never got older so the father like got a girlfriend and he like told her like oh you'll never be a real woman and so then she's like okay kills both of them um and then ends up working as a prostitute for a while oh no um, oh no eastern europe yeah and then she um, gets arrested for being a prostitute. And then she's like, oh, but I'm just a 12-year-old girl. And so, like, that's how she gets out of going to prison. And then she ends up getting sent to an orphanage. And then there we go. That's how the... That's a fantastic backstory. So... That's really good. They did not have time for it. But that is really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it... I would it still be sense. watching this movie if they tried to... <laughs> But so, like, I mean, she, she probably just got all of her clothes from wherever she came from. But the teeth. She made them from the teeth of the children she had. I really, like, I haven't I hadn't thought about it before, but where did she get these fake teeth? They're very convincing. Well, yeah. And where in her backstory would she have come across those? Maybe whenever she was a prostitute, she was also, like, on a baby beauty pageant. Oh, my God. And she had one of those flippers. Okay, well, I hate this theory, and we can move on it from that. <laughs> You're the one who opened it up. I so, mean, it could have gone the other way, Chris. So she starts getting a lot more overt about her murder attempts, like when she puts the car into neutral and like lets Max roll away. I mean, she also straight up murdered someone oh, on camera. Sure. <laughs> I mean, the nun. Right, but basically, <laughs> we know that the two kid, the other two other kids, know, and they are, have been made very clear that they are not to tell anybody under any circumstances that they don't want their them and their parents to die yes so um and then she hears them con- con- like consorting about trying to frame trying to um, get the truth out and so then she's like all right well i'll just kill both of them but i'm gonna do it subtly 
because she wants to get all of them out of the way with the dad still trusting her so that she can somehow convince the dad to have sex with a 12-year-old girl. There are creepy That's people the out there. I mean, he's not a great husband, but he's... I don't think he's going to... I don't pretty, think he's about to do that. He's a pretty decent dad. No. So, anyway, she's trying to kill the kids. Um, she catches Daniel figuring out what happened in the treehouse and going to investigate and then she goes up there and sets a treehouse on fire he falls out gets knocked unconscious has to go to the hospital she almost pulls a full-on bit pigeon with him though first she does that's right she like goes and grabs a giant rock to drop on his head and like in plain view of the back that's what i'm saying like house. she's getting a lot more bold she's getting sloppy she's getting frustrated mm-hmm. these kids just won't die and so they go to the hospital and this actually, I really liked this scene. I thought it was really impressive because um, Daniel's obviously in the bed, unconscious, comatose or whatever. Kate, the mom, knows what's going on. Yeah. She's like fighting with the husband about it. She tells her mother, the grandmother, do not let this child out of your sight for any reason. The, the child, who is like super manipulative and like has character personality disorder, um, it's like, hey, can I have a dollar for the vending machine? And grandma, being grandma, is like, oh, all right. <laughs> and so gives his child a dollar. She immediately beelines for Daniel's room, shock. And this is what I really like. So she, obviously she grabs a pillow and like tries to smother him. But she takes the pulse ox. So the thing on the thing on the finger of patients that reads their um, blood and says like how oxygenated it is, and like the thing that alarms whenever your oxygen drops too low to call the nurse. She takes that off his finger and puts it on her finger. Very smart. And then smothers him. It's subtle and it's brilliant. I'm impressed that the movie didn't just go straight to like, he goes into asystole and they try to like shock him with the paddles. Yeah. They, they no one, no one tried to defibrillate him. I was so excited. No, they were just too busy trying to do CPR in a dark room. In a dark. They did bring the defibrillator in, but you know it's probably just part of their. Well, I would part. hope they did. <laughs> yeah, like. I would freaking hope they did. So for listeners, um, a lot of times on movies, whenever characters, characters will flatline and it's just like beep on their ECG and there's no waveforms. If that happens, they're dead. You don't shock like, them. You cannot shock that back into rhythm. Yeah, that's not the what pads, that's for. <laughs> that's not what that's for. The pads, the shock paddles are for whenever the like your heart cannot beat appropriately and it's trying it is having electrical activity but not the right kind right and so you try to shock it into doing appropriate electrical activity mm-hmm. you're still like pretty much dead but you could like shock you back right. until whereas you know, the flat line is like no electrical activity you are dead and you yes. can't just shock that back <laughs> no you have to you squish can't. it back by pushing on their but chest ev- every james bond in existence has been shocked alive from asystole so i mean Really? That's your I'm, go-to I'm just, reference? I'm, <laughs> James I'm, Bond No, movie? I'm just really impressed that... I'm, they all have. I'm just really impressed that this movie, which is a horror movie that didn't have to try at all on this stuff, because that's not what we're watching for, actually did it appropriately and like went to CPR. Incredible. We're looking at you, really House, sad. Grey's Anatomy, and all the other medical shows. Looking at you, every show in the existence exactly. of the human planet. But they do kind of turn this around, so obviously Esther knows i mean kate knows it was esther that did it goes and like smacks her across the floor it was off, across so the face. satisfying it was really satisfying but then and everyone's in the hot everyone in the hospital's like whoa what the fuck they like grab her and instantly sedate her which i so wish that that was real and that i had that power over my patients and my and clients like, no it's like ma'am you need to settle down um i, I don't remember 
paying i don't remember this charge in the estimate orderly can i get an orderly <laughs> sedate, sedate. <laughs> yeah you can't just go around like waving syringes at patients no, like, walking around and their families yeah they definitely lost a few points on the medical accuracy there <laughs> i mean i loved it i love so much that she just smacked her child and some some orderly just had a syringe and popped her with it like she's like i've been waiting my whole life for this moment <laughs> incredible anyway so that night is the that's the night that esther's like because there's no going back so, now right no she's like brother's in the hospital mom's in the hospital other sister can't hear me and isn't gonna do anything if she could it's like how hard Time did they to sedate seduce her Dad. Holy shit. I don't know what, like, none of, like, they literally sedate her and then just put her in a bed. And, and that doesn't her. make any sense. No, we're not going to, I'm not even, like, it's just goofy. Anyways, yeah, that, none know. of that made sense, but whatever. The orderly just had, like, eight horse tranquilizers and just jammed them as hard as he could. He's like, I didn't know the dose. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. I just hold the syringes. <laughs> so Esther is like, takes one of her mom's dresses. I hate calling her her mom. Takes one of Kate's dresses, um, cuts it, and then fashions it into, like, this little child dress. And honestly, I'm really impressed they managed to... Because the child is actually... Like, the actress is actually 12. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? She's not 33. And they managed to fashion it so that that she's, like, supposed to look sleazy and, like, like she's trying to seduce him, but also still looks like a child playing dress-up and looks kind of age-appropriate. It does. Like, I'm not worried for that actress in this scene. No. But... Like, for her well-being now. No, but I'm worried. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, she just, I mean, it's, it like, everything's covered up. Like, her makeup's, you know, goofy. It's fine. But she is wearing, like, red lipstick and, like, this black dress. And she brings her father a cheese plate. Yeah. As you do. Hello, father. Charcuterie. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we make I'm love? 12. <laughs> yes. And he's, like, so her father's he's, like, drunk. as drunk as a human could possibly be off of a bottle of wine. He's yes, like a single bottle. <laughs> yes. And let me just say, maybe she put something in I it. I'm such a lightweight, right? Like I get yes, majorly I buzzed. I get texts of like from you like every weekend. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I could have drunk that entire bottle without being as drunk as he was. Maybe she put something in it. Maybe. That was probably one of the other 18, 18 scenes they cut was her like making and giving roofies. Oh God. <laughs> I mean, she knows how, right? I'm sure she does. She's she's like, learned this in the orphanage. <laughs> <laughs> so she is trying to seduce John for like eight seconds, unsuccessfully, of course. Oh, my gosh. They did, He's they like, did cut. Um, I don't want to know. Oh, God. Yeah, that scene, that scene was supposed to be a lot longer. Oh, it's no. It was long more enough. sexually graphic. <gasps> mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. No. They didn't do anything bad with the little actress. No, did they didn't they? end up filming any of it. Oh, but it was God. it was part of the script, which obviously because like that's a horrible thing to put a twelve year old through. You'd have to do some very creative cinematography Shooting with adult yeah. actresses. Yeah. yeah, and they do in the end. It's clearly like a different. But I was so person. profoundly uncomfortable just with her like touching him through the pants. You know, like <laughs> I couldn't. Ugh. I, I couldn't have watched it, I don't, I don't think. Another second longer. No, it was awful. I, I'm like, I don't know how her parents handle that. Because, like, whenever you're an act, like an underage actress, your parents are on set. Yeah, and they're like, oh, this is, there's our girl. 
bringing in the She's money. Succeeding, I know. <laughs> Bring oh, on the bacon, no. little one. She does a yes, really thank good you. job, I will say. <laughs> she does a really good job. Anyway, um, Dad's like, um, no, See, go to your he room. He is a good father. Like even drunk as hell, he's it's like, that, what I'm a low bar to be a good father. What a good dad. Oh, my God. Well, we have to put the bar somewhere, Kate. The bar is so low <laughs> so for dads, low. but this is this is a new low. So oh, yeah, my God. Does, I mean, it could have gone the other way. There. <laughs> and this is where we find out that she's 30. Yes, because we couldn't have stood this scene for another second unless they quickly explained that it was an adult. No, we couldn't have. Because, like... Um, and, and, like... We also get... Go ahead. Me not knowing the... Um, the twist up until this point, I was really confused by this because I could tell that she had some sort of infatuation with the father the entire time. Yeah. Cause he keeps, she keeps like saying, I only want to hang out with daddy. Yeah, but I thought it was because he was the easier one to manipulate into thinking that she was Which good. He was. Right. Which is true. But like, I didn't, I didn't realize until this scene, like just how sexually directed her desires for him actually were. And I'm just like, what the hell? I just, I, I couldn't put the pieces together. I'm like, why, why is this even something that she wants right now? Assuming that she was in fact 12. Even if she was 12, it would, I mean, just really severe abuse, oh, but yeah. that's not a fun horror movie. So I'm really glad they made it something different. Yes, I agree. <laughs> so anyway, we start having like background explanations that, oh yeah, she's totally killed at least seven people, including the family that adopted her. Um, after she failed to seduce the husband, and then we we get to go see all the paintings she's been making, mm. and they they she's backlighting it with the UV light from the fish tank. Right, and we are and we already saw one scene where where, one. where but this where one's really worse. It, like we saw the one painting of like the building that she allegedly burnt down, and she clearly did, you know, full of dead bodies and stuff. But wow, she was a lot more prolific with this invisible paint than i thought she was it's really it's really gross the dad is like drunk and stumbling upstairs trying to get away from this girl and goes in the into her room like looking for her or something like that and there's this the paintings that she has all over the walls of her cute little art but the black light is on and it's these really graphic drawings of like him and her like in flagrante that's one way to put it it's bad (laughs) so Again, not to be overly realistic, like be a stickler about it, but you can see invisible paint. Like it's not actually invisible. I mean, no, but this was a really cool shot. It was really cool, but like I can't imagine looking at this girl's wall or any of her paintings without seeing that there's something in there. Um, because dad is freaking oblivious. And where the hell did she get all of the paint? Where did she get her child teeth? See, that's what I'm saying. Where'd she get the child teeth and where'd she get the invisible paint? Two These deeply unexplained questions. things. Yeah, those are the problems. Those are the problems. So up until this point in the movie, I'm actually really enjoying the movie. It's kind of from this point on that I lose interest. But to kind of clarify, dad goes down. She stabs the ever-living crap out of dad. It's an unfair battle because he is absolutely hosed off of his one bottle of wine very much and she's in her very first stab is right in the kidney so he wasn't gonna make it 
Yeah, he doesn't make it. Oh, we also find out that the ribbons, she has these ribbons around her neck and her wrist that she would scream if anyone tried to touch. And we find out that it's from uh, her trying to break out of straight, straight jackets when she was in, like, this insane asylum. Super anyway, cheery. so, <laughs> yeah. So she, mom comes home. She attacks mom. They have a chase sequence that ends on the lake. Um, Max comes out, tries to help, grabs a gun. <laughs> She's, like, seven. She grabs a gun, shoots the ice. They... The two adults fall in. One thing also, suddenly the orphan changes into jeans for the for these scenes. Yeah. To like and it's to make her seem more adult. Like she takes out her like fake child teeth. They age her makeup all of a sudden, which doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense. She looks and a then lot she's older. Wearing, well, they they like she they show her like undoing her like banded breasts mm-hmm. and things like that. And so it's a it's a total it's like a body body actress. Like it's a different person. Right. She's much older, and anyway, so they're, like, fighting, and Mom ends up, like, shoving her under the ice and killing her. I mean, long story short, yeah. I mean, she kicks her in the face, and it's like, I'm not your mom, and it's, like, a big moment. Anyway, yeah. So Mom wins um, by breaking her adopted child's neck and letting her body sink to the bottom of the, the pond. Well, and so they had so many different versions of this ending written, mm-hmm. um, but there's one that is an actual alternate ending um, that they do, that they did actually film. And this, and I actually think you would have liked it a lot more than the actual ending. Okay. So what, in the alternate ending, instead of, um, instead of the whole fight um, at the pond, not, like, she doesn't do that at all. She doesn't go after them. Instead, she just goes back upstairs, um, puts her like childlike makeup back on, and then you just see her going down and like greeting the police at the door as little girl <laughs> Esser instead. Wait, is this after she kills them? After sh- so like yeah, dad's dead. Oh, I like that. I like that better. Yeah, I thought you would. That's so much better because like, why would she do all like the whole point was that she got away by pretending to be this child. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it just like kind of ruined the whole premise by just her giving up and like taking off all of her disguises and dressing in street clothes. Right. And she totally could have framed the mom or something. If she just like kept being, she was halfway there. Halfway. She had already framed the mom of being like abusive. She like broke her own arm in a vice and then told the police her mom did it. That one was gross. Yeah. But like she, she, a bunch of people at the hospital watched her slap her. Yeah. Like case closed. Ugh, it just made me mad. So yeah. So like, that was another ending that they had that yeah you would have liked more i like that ending a lot more you're right um one thing that i thought was actually really interesting about this movie you're gonna hate this and i think you might also love it closely follows your life no but it does closely resemble a real story i hate it (laughs) i hate it so it's um there's this woman um her name was um barbara I'm not going to try to pronounce her name. Is it not just Barbara? No. Or have you just never heard the name Barbara? Barbara. Um, Strakova? Skrovla. Okay. Can you try again? Barbara Skrovla. Oh, I looked up Barbara Strakova, who is a Czech professional tennis player. Skrova. Skrlova. You're not doing well. Oh, no. I found her. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. I found it and I hate it. So... 
Barbara is a woman um, ah! who was born with a hormonal disease that made her look like a child her entire life. She committed horrible acts of cruelty in her life. Um, and it, it I, I won't go, I can't go further. You can Google it if you want to, but. I would recommend not, but she pretends to be a teenage boy in Norway. Mm-hmm. Ah. Okay, no. <laughs> Y'all want that kind of stuff? Go listen to My Favorite Murder. That's not what we're about here. <laughs> yeah, that, that is not what we are here for. My Favorite Murder is a great podcast, though. Right, but not what I really need to be listening to at 940. So I'm going to go ahead and close this tab. <laughs> we're done here. Anyway, I overall, I think I thought this was a really interesting premise. I thought it was a really unique premise. And overall, I think it was an enjoyable movie. I think it, I think I would have had a much better taste in my mouth afterwards if it had had the ending that you had just described. See, and I hated that. I'm so much. Cl- I'm so much happier that she dies. <laughs> of course, you are. <laughs> so much happier that she- I was worried that it- we weren't going to see her die on the lake, and it was just going to be the police coming into the house and just see where her body was, and then that was going to be the end, and that would have upset me. You wanted to watch her get kicked. I out. wanted to know that she was gone, and that she couldn't do this again. I hate it when horror movies are like. <gasps> Where are, Where are they? they now? Hate it. Um, so I, I love that. So I did not like this movie. At all? No. I liked the actors. I thought the actors were really good. I thought for a 12-year-old, holy crap. Not even for a 12-year-old. For an actor. Just for she an was actress, so good. Yeah. Um, and then that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I liked it. I thought it was enjoyable. I, hate, I did not find it enjoyable at all. I hated what it was about. I hated everything that it made me feel i hated watching a girl break her own arm hated it raven i hope you're hearing all of this i mean thank you raven for he's calling you but out i don't think for the i don't think we should be surprised no, do no, not push not. this on her <laughs> all this trauma this is your you fault traumatized chris you have traumatized me <laughs> you forced me into um, this situation to begin with i did didn't i so I'm Let's glad see. that we're disagreeing, I, I we'll, though, because we've been far too agreeable lately. We have. We're going to have to pick a slot. Um. Okay, so I'm looking at our scoreboard. It is on our Tumblr, which is just nightlighthorrormovieclub.tumblr.com. Let's see here. This is number 29. Mm-hmm. I think it should be the new 21. I'm actually fine with Are that. Are you serious? That's. I knew yeah. it. Bottom half. I was right. Let it be known. <laughs> Let it be known, everyone. When I said at the very beginning of this podcast that it was going to be bottom half, and Kate's like, yeah, I'm going to prove you wrong. Nope. Here we are. <laughs> well, bottom half is still like 80 movies, so it's not that considerable. I just think that Strangers was better because, I mean. Strangers was better. And I hated it. I hated it. So this goes here. <laughs> it's pretty easy. Oh, well, that's a little bit disappointing because here we are disagreeing adamantly about our feelings and yet fully agreeing where to put it. See, we disagree adamantly about them, but I think at the core we agree. So, like, I I probably feel the same way that you do about this, about this movie, but I really like horror movies, so I can appreciate the things that they did right. Like, I can appreciate the things that they did right without loving the whole movie. And you, not necessarily. What? Like, you you watch it and you, you just kind of get, you have a either 
yes or no. I when so like when I watch these movies, I can appreciate the technical aspects of them. Yes. But I don't enjoy the actual substance of the movie. So I can enjoy the substance of the movie and I can enjoy the things that they do right in the story. Mm-hmm. In the cliches that they avoid, which I can really appreciate. So I think this movie avoided a lot of cliches and it had a really, really original premise. And that I enjoy. I love that it wasn't just, and then the child was possessed. We don't need another movie like no. that. We have like 18 omens and like 50 Shinings twins. Like we're set. Yeah, we're done. But this was a very different like I've never seen a movie like this one or at least about this kind of subject matter I thought it was really enjoyable and I liked watching it but that said the ending was really 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 disappointing for me see and that's how I felt about hereditary you're wrong but we're not going to get into that here we're not going to get into that we can't hereditary is currently number six hereditary is doing really well actually it's pulling its own (laughs) it's incredible actually all right, so all right. Um, new, this can be twenty one. Okay. Uh honestly. Nope, we're not going back. It's already decided. I think I would put it I'm, lower. Really? I think I would put it lower. Oh my god, below it? You hated it. I think I would I hated it, but I liked I now I'm wondering why I put it there because I think the exorcist had more to give than the orphan. You think? The Exorcist, I actually had trouble sleeping. Well, the Exorcist didn't bother you though, is what's weird. No. It it bothered me. Like her crab crawling down the stairs and pig vomiting blood, I I still think about it and like cringe. It's so cheesy. It it's messed <laughs> up. It's messed up. Yeah. This movie is just kind of more fun in the light. Fun is a strong I word. But like. Qu- very much question you if you think this was fun and light. It's like it's like a popcorn movie. Like it's not meant to like mess you up afterwards. It's really not. It's like, oh, that was messed up. And then you kind of go about your day. Okay. Or maybe this is just speaking to two very different types of things that scare us more deeply. Maybe. Like I would, I would say. A child being twisted backwards and spider crawling around the house. That messes me up a lot more than, and she was a 33-year-old the whole time. (laughs) Because then it just becomes a slasher movie, and those don't really scare me. I mean, you're right. It did just turn into a slasher movie all of a sudden. All of a sudden, and that's I think that's why it lost me. Yeah, I guess that's true. But, we, but Scream, we both actually enjoyed Scream, and that's number seven. I love Scream. And that's, that is the quintessential slasher movie. It's a slasher movie that's the king of all slasher movies, but also makes fun of all slasher movies. It is its own that's, genre. That's fair. It isn't, it's making fun of slasher movies. You're right. Yes. I just don't know if I can put this movie below it because it was so bad. It was bad. All right. You know, I, I'm not going to fight it that hard, but... I, you know what? I would say the writing is probably better for this movie, but The Exorcist messed me up more. That's true. So, I mean, what matters more? Like, the the long-lasting impact or the actual quality of the movie? I'll give it to quality, and I'll say that this can be number 21. All right. I think that's fair. And it's a okay. 
shining example of how completely arbitrary this is. Oh, it's all made up. <laughs> Every time I look at this list, I'm like, who, what kind of idiot who did made this? this? <laughs> who made this? <laughs> it's like we're throwing darts at movies and we're like, hey, it is. This one can go here. <laughs> that said, our list is binding and it is the only. It is final. It is the truth and. All other schemes, ratings. I don't even are, know why people keep looking at Rotten Tomatoes. Why bother? Like, just our, look our at our list. Our list is right here on Tumblr. <laughs> Tells you everything you need to know. So yeah, go check out our list. Also, if you're interested in joining our club, um, just hit your subscribe button. Also, please leave us a review. Um, that helps. That really helps us get more club members more than pretty much any other thing, any other tactic we can throw at the apple music and spotify algorithms reviews are what matter yes that's absolutely true and please do that because if no one listens to us then that means i'm tormenting myself for no one's benefit for no reason (laughs) that's wow i just i struggle i struggle to think about that you can also (laughs) go on our obviously our tumblr but we also have a twitter and an instagram and a facebook so check those out Yes, 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 yes. Wait, did you say Tumblr? We have a Tumblr as well. And that's... I think I've said that like We have a Tumblr times. and that's where we oh have the, the list and it's very important. Um, okay. Please be like Raven so, and Chris and email us your movie suggestions. Um, and just disagree with us. If you disagree with our list, send us your list. Oh, we'll disregard it us. and we'll like criticize you on a public platform. But it will keep us up at night. Yes, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, send us an email. Our email address is nightlighthorrormovieclub at gmail.com. Indeed it is. So what are we doing next week? It is my turn to decide, isn't it? I think so. Well, lucky for you, I've almost put thought into this. (laughs) And by that I mean... I was scrolling through my own personal Tumblr the other day, and I came across... You scroll through your own Tumblr? Yeah, like you scroll through your feed. Oh. Wow. You just thought I was, like, looking at my own Tumblr. I thought it was, like, you pulled up your own Facebook and were just, like, looking through it like a fucking sociopath. I am on the edge of my seat. (laughs) Oh. It's this movie called The Shining. No, it's this movie. It's called <laughs> The Slumber Party Massacre. I'm in. It's so stupid. Okay. Slumber Party. Okay, let me see this. It's from the 80s. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm ready. That I'm I'm so genuinely stoked. Okay, tell me about The Slumber Party Massacre. Okay, so I I know nothing about this movie. The only thing I know is what the cover looks like, um, but it's... It looks great. I'm looking at it <laughs> right now. It's literally just, like, women shot through a man's spread legs. <laughs> <laughs> He's holding a chainsaw, <laughs> and they're all wearing matching underwear. The second photo that I'm seeing, because it's like a little collage of photos on Google, is all of them in the girl's shower. And there's a... Very small chance that this is actually a porn, and I've <laughs> and I'm about to really shift the nature of this podcast. But I just saw this cover on Tumblr, and I thought it looked hilarious. So we're doing Slumber Party Massacre. It's from 1982. Yes, it's a slasher are. indie film, and I am in might be porn. 
<laughs> Much like um, the Blair Witch Project. Silent is this Night, a, Deadly is this Night. A snuff film. <laughs> this might be our first snuff film. <laughs> it's not a snuff film. Okay, so I've I've never seen this movie. I've never heard of this movie. One thing I will just briefly say: Have you heard of the very classic? I think it's from the late 1980s horror video game called Night Trap. No. Okay, so just I'll I can't wait to tell you guys about it next time because I'm going to. But it's a horror video game that was it's literally it's back whenever video games were like just filming actors and then like cutscenes and then you'd click on the you know what I'm talking about? It was all just like video. No. Okay, well you didn't play <laughs> my first video, video game was Mickey's Adventure or something. <laughs> okay. Well not mine. So basically this video game is about these teenagers who are having a slumber party. They sing a song called Night Trap. They sing the they sing a theme song and then you are watching them from a bunch of cameras and then like catching people trying to murder oh, them. Oh, I hate it. I can't. So like I'm going to play that real quick and watch this movie before the next episode. And you all should too. And you all should too. I'm excited for us all mm-hmm. to watch this movie that I've randomly selected off of the internet. I'm so excited. <laughs> Let's do it. Next awesome. time. Awesome. Yes. So next time, hopefully it'll be soon. Um, we'll tr- we are really trying to do this as frequently as possible. Yeah, we're, at, we're like every yeah. two weeks. I think we're doing good. So Slumber Party Massacre. I'm excited. Oh, I can't wait. Anyway, um, that concludes this week's meeting. And I cannot wait to see you guys next time yes. for the Slumber Party Massacre slash Night Trap, the video yes. game. All right. See you next time. <laughs> Bye. We're putting those They're on so all so ugly. The, they kind of, it kind of looks nice. Also, I'm right across the street from a pool, and now I don't have to, like, see pool people every five seconds. Oh, my God. Pool horror. Pool horror. Just look horror. out your window. That's pool my horror. personal horror is pool horror. <laughs> Why does it smell like chlorine? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Can I borrow your bathroom? No. <laughs> Zooms in on like, like a forty-year-old man's like muffin top spilling over his speedo. It's like four sizes too small. That is, that is actually my life. Okay, let's get back to the podcast. We can.